Hey Buddha Nation, welcome to the Ecom Show, where we invite e-commerce entrepreneurs, marketers, and agencies to talk about e-commerce, the best strategies and tactics, and what to implement in your own e-com store. Before we jump into this episode, I ask you to subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic, so it would mean the world to me if you could support us. And now let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, here is Daniel Budai with a new episode of the Ecom Show. And today I'm here with Mina Elias. And uh, he, he is the CEO and founder of uh, an Amazon ad agency, Trivium Group, and also an e-commerce brand, which is uh, MMA Nutrition. And today we will discuss how he got started, how he founded the agency, and how he's been scaling these businesses. Hey Mina, how are you today? Great, man. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about, you know, everything, supplements, Amazon, the agency, all that good stuff. Amazing. So tell us more about the early days and why did you start with entrepreneurship and at all e-commerce and Amazon was your first business or you did something else before? Yeah, I, I, I uh, came to America in 2011 to study, uh, you know, to go to college uh, got my bachelor's in chemical engineering and chemistry, got my master's in industrial engineering, uh, worked in corporate. My first, uh, you know, crack at entrepreneurship, actually, and I didn't know it was, was uh, I used to solve homeworks and tests for uh, take home tests for uh, other people in engineering. So mm-hmm. I would charge like one hundred and fifty or two hundred dollars per test. Uh, people would pay me and then um, I, they used to split it too. So I, I would solve one test for someone and then him and his other friends would all like do different versions of the test. Um, but that was my first crack at entrepreneurship. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I thought it was uh, stupid. I don't know why, uh, but I thought that the smart thing to do was to, you know, be a, either a doctor, lawyer, or engineer, work up the corporate ladder, have a good stable job, blah, 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 that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And so I did that. I, you know, graduated, worked up the corporate ladder, um, you know, went from one job. I was in Medtronic Surgical Devices, one of the biggest uh, surgical devices companies in the world. Then I, I uh, moved to like a mechanical engineering job. Then I moved to a civil engineering job. I kept working up, getting a better salary, but realized that you're essentially trapped. You're in prison. You're in like, uh, you know, modern day prison. You're stuck kind of um, you know, waking up in the morning, going to work, having to be somewhere, going back home. Uh, there's no free time, uh, you know, except by the time, you know, you're out of work, uh, you're pretty tired to do anything. I used to, I, I train MMA. So I used to wake up, hit the gym and then in the evenings train MMA. So there was really no time to do anything else. Um, and I, I didn't like my life. Um, I wanted to start, uh, you know, a brand. I, I was like, I was reading the book, uh, rich dad, poor dad. And he started talking about how like, you know, corporate nine to five is a scam. You need an LLC. And then when I was on vacation, My dad gave me the idea. He's like, why don't you start your own supplement brand? Because I've been obsessed with supplements for a very long time. Like since I was 12 years old, um, you know, I love supplements. I have the, the, you know, chemistry background on on making better supplements. So I would go at home, like buy a supplement and then buy raw ingredients and add them to the supplement. So it's a better supplement. And so he asked me like, why don't you start a company? And I never thought it was attainable or achievable. Um, until I ran the numbers and I was like, well, you know, I can buy the raw ingredients on Amazon and I can buy bags. Like, you know, that's how I started with gold bags on Amazon. I can buy stickers. I can mix the stuff at home. You know, I can buy the powders, you know, weight, mix it, whatever. 
And um, I could make the product for five dollars, and it's you know the an electrolyte average electrolyte on Amazon's thirty dollars. So um, when I ran the numbers, I'm like, maybe this is possible. And so uh, you know, September of 2018, that's when I started the the brand. Um, I I you know bought the ingredients, mixed it up at home. The reason that I chose electrolytes is because I was on keto, and I and I, I do the keto diet, you know, maybe two times a year, three times a year, and. Uh, when you're on keto, you lose a lot of electrolytes. Now, on top of that, I'm drinking a gallon of water a day, training uh, as an MMA fighter. So I was sweating and losing a lot of electrolytes, and I needed to replenish uh, to the point that I would uh, drink uh, chicken broth. And then, and then I started dry scooping uh, chicken broth powder uh, just to get sodium in, you know. It was crazy. But, um, you know, I'm like, you know, there's got to be a better way. And that's, that's why I chose the electrolyte powder, mixed it, took it enjoyed it. I felt like I was, you know, performing better, gave it to my friends at the gym. They said that they, they were performing better. So I'm like, you know what, maybe I should start this brand. And, and that's kind of how I got started. Uh, but the reason that I made it to e-commerce was because um, I tried going like to different stores and to different you know places trying to sell the product. Um, and it didn't work. Like every gym said, we're not set up for point of scale, point of sale. So I can't like, um, you know, sell it for you. Um, and then all the, all the supplement stores, they looked at the packaging and they're like, ah, this like really doesn't belong on our shelves. And why, why would it move? You know, it's, you have like other supplements and there's no comparison in the branding. My, my branding was pretty ugly. So then when I was in an event showcasing, so uh, uh, like three weeks after I launched the, the brand, I, you know, I, uh, the day that I launched, I posted on Facebook that I am officially the owner of MMA Nutrition LLC, right, when I filed for my uh, LLC. Mm -hmm. And then someone said, you know, uh, in November 2nd, so this from September to November, like November 2nd, I have an MMA event. Come, I'll give you a booth for free, you know, so you can like showcase your products. So I made the product, I, I got a banner or whatever. And then when I showed up there, they're like, okay, this is great. But you know, I, I don't want it now. Like when can I, where can I buy it? And then I didn't know how to answer. I didn't, didn't know e-commerce, didn't know anything. And my friend lied. He was with me and he's like, um, it's going to be live on Amazon soon. And I was, I went home and I'm like, damn, I, I, I told people it's going to be live on Amazon soon. I got to figure this out. So that's actually the reason that, that I got into Amazon. And, and also it made sense. I'm like, man, I buy all of my shit on Amazon. I hate going to the supplement store. I hate leaving my house to do errands, man. Who Like now, I honestly, I don't even, don't, don't even buy my own groceries. Like, you know, it's convenient. Just everyone, everything comes to your house. So I'm like, I'll get it on Amazon. And I started like calling, calling, calling Amazon. Like, how do I sell, you know, my products on your, on your site? And then finally I got a hold of Seller Central who then sent me an email like with the steps, you know, got everything up and running. And, and November uh, 22nd, so from November 2nd to November 22nd, November 22nd, I was live and sold my first unit on Amazon. And so um, that's, that's kind of the origin story. Yeah, amazing. It was very interesting to to listen to your story. Um, so you set up the the Amazon. You know, you were able to sell the products on Amazon, and then what happened after? So um, I didn't know anything, right, at all. Like I'm an engineer. I want you to think like, you know, this is this is like five years ago. So think like you go walk to some random guy in the street, you know, whatever, doing maybe working at a farm, something. Tell him, hey, like. Sell, sell things online like the you know they're gonna be like I, okay what do you even mean you know so i'm like okay um i i got i i got 100 units only 
from my manufacturer. I, basically, no manufacturer wanted to do anything for me under a thousand units, minimum order. And to me, it was like, oh my God, a thousand units, that's like $7,000. I had $2,000 in the bank. I couldn't afford it. So my, the, the guy that I was buying the raw ingredients from, I said, can you make a mix for me? He said, yes, I can make a mix for you. How much? $5. I'm like, amazing. Uh, what's the minimum order? He's like, how many do you want? I'm like, can you do 100? He's like, yeah, I can do 100 for you. So my first uh, batch was 100 units. I sent it to Amazon. Now, I started watching videos and I became fully obsessed. Like the second that I knew I was going on Amazon, I started watching every YouTube video about selling on Amazon. I started watching, you know, listening to every podcast, blog, anything that I could find about Amazon. And the information was incredibly vague. But what stood out to me was um, you need to run ads and you need to get reviews. So the, the day that I launched on Amazon, I started texting every single one of my friends. I said, my product is live on Amazon. I would like for you to try it for free. I'll Venmo you money, $20, buy, mm -hmm. and buy it, buy it on Amazon. And I, you know, if you can leave me a review, like that would be amazing. And I did that. And the first day I did it with 10 people. Second day I did it with another 10 people. Third day I did it with another 10 people. And I would do this every day. Um, and I had a lot of friends, you know, so I was able to do this, you know, for a while. Uh, obviously, it cost a lot of money. I was spending like, you know, $200 a day reimbursing people. Um, but I, I was like, you know, whatever, I'm all in. Like, I, I hated my job. I hated my life. I wanted to get out of corporate. I'm like, I'll do whatever it takes. And if I burn all my cash, whatever, I'll just get, you know, just uh, go back to corporate nine to five, stop going out for a while, save some money. Um, and so the second thing that I did was I was like, okay, I know that this ads thing, like everyone keeps talking about PPC, so I started, you know, creating some campaigns based on some recommendations from YouTube. And I started noticing my ad spend was going up and my sales were also going up. And so that's kind of how I started getting the things moving was starting to get reviews and starting to get ads. And then one day when I stopped, you know, asking friends to, to leave me or to buy the product, whatever, you know, I just took a few days off. Um, I noticed I went into my orders. I had 10 orders. And, and I looked at the names of the orders and it was all random people, John from Wisconsin, you know, uh, Jackie from Oklahoma. And I'm like, yeah. dude, this is crazy. This is like really random people that I don't know buying my product. Like this is insane. And that's that when I realized like I can actually make money, you know, like this is, a, this is actually a thing. There's potential here. And um, but I noticed that like I, when I spent $80, I made $80 in sales. When I spent 100, I made 100. So I'm like, OK, let's keep spending more. I made 150, I spend 150, make 150. Now, obviously this is a loss because I'm losing, you know, the Amazon fees and the cost of goods sold. But to me, I was like, uh, whatever, you know, I, it looks like I'm not losing money because I, you well, know, I'm what curious. I'm making is what I'm spending. So I'm curious. Exactly. And, and I kept scaling and then, and then I'm like, okay, I got to get better at this. And, and that's when I became obsessed. I was literally messaging agencies and, and I would, uh, I would hop on the phone and be like, Hey, like I have some questions. And I would ask them, I like, uh, you know, I would, I, I would go on their LinkedIn and I would find people that work there that had anything to do with advertising in their name. I would hop on a phone. I was like, hey, like, how, how's it going? Like, my name is Mina. I have a few questions. Oh, what's up? I'll be like, okay, uh, you know, can you tell me a little bit more about like ads? Like, what's an exact campaign? What's broad? What's phrase? When should I do it? How many keywords? You know, why am I not making enough money? What's the ACOS? What does ACOS mean? And, and literally, I was just asking everyone that I could get my hands on. I was in like five, 10 different Facebook groups asking questions every single day. And, um, you know, that's kind of how I learned, right? It was just that incredibly aggressive uh like you know information acquisition plus 
everything that I, that I got in terms of information, I implemented and I'm like, let's see what happens. And then as a, like a scientist, right. I would document everything and I'd be like, okay, I launched this campaign. This happened. I launched that campaign that happened. And I started recognizing patterns and I started recognizing best practices. Sorry. One campaign, I, you know, it would have 20 keywords and it would perform worse than another campaign that had two keywords. I'm like, okay, cool. Now we're starting to recognize some things when my budget was $5 and my bids was like normal performed much worse than my budget was $100 and my bids were low. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Now I'm, I'm learning, 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 learning. And I just started like, you know, stacking, uh, you know, one, one kind of experiment on top of the other, on top of the other, until I started really understanding how these things worked. Yeah, amazing. So let's jump in time. When did you start the agency and what was your motivation? Like, and when you started, how, at what level your e-commerce brand uh, was? Cool. Yeah. Good, good question. So, you know, fast forward, right? Six months uh, from, from the day that I went on Amazon, I got fired from my job and I decided I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm, I was making $4,000 a month in profits, about like $15,000 a month in sales. I'm like, I'm going to go full-time into this thing. What do I have to lose? I packed my shit, went to Egypt, um, you know, left my house, everything. And I, I put everything in a car and I left my car at church and I spent the next five months or four months investing everything back into the business. I was making 10K by the time I was done, like four months later. In so profits. you are originally from Egypt, by the way? Yeah, or my parents are I, my parents are from Egypt and I grew up in yeah. Dubai. Um, so I went back and lived with my grandma and, mm -hmm. and um, you know, came back to America. And I'm like, okay, cool. It was the, December 2019 at this point, um, you know, and I knew, I knew some things. I knew how to do ads and, and I was pretty good. So while I was in Egypt, it's been like eight months or so since I launched. And I started seeing some very basic advertising questions. And I'm like, you know, I figured this out. I basically sp you know, spent like $100,000 in ads at that point. And I'm like, I, I know I I've seen this issue before. Let me explain. So I started releasing like this video series in a group about, you know, everything that I learned about Amazon ads. And I do like a three minute video every single day explaining a certain concept. And people like went crazy for it. So when I came back to, to uh, America, I was in LA and um, I'm like, you know what? I should keep sharing more and more information. COVID hit and I was stuck at home. I'm like, let's start doing podcasts. And I started, you know, jumping once a week as a, every single week, once a week as a guest on a podcast, I had nothing to sell, no agency, nothing. And I was just giving all of the information that I knew away. I was like, this is all the mistakes that I made. This is how I did this campaign. This is how that campaign This is, you know, mm -hmm. what I've seen here, all the best practices. I became, you know, pretty popular in this space, uh, you know, and, and by the end of the year, um, uh, someone hit me up and he's like, hey, I'm a consultant for an aggregator and I, and I were looking for someone to train our team. And uh, I said, okay, cool. You know, here's how much it would cost per hour to train the aggregators team. They're like, they're like but they need to test you um, on, on one of their brands to, to see, prove that you're actually good. They tested me for four months and it turns out that I beat like six other agencies. And, mm -hmm. and at that point, I was like, The, the, the businesses, by the way, MMA Nutrition was doing like 94, 95,000 a month in sales. Uh, I had another brand, uh, you know, a, a women's health brand that was doing 50,000 a month in sales. And I'm like, uh, for a long time, I'm like, I just want to focus on the brands. I don't want to do anything for anyone else. I had consulted here and there, you know, hourly consulting. I'm like, dude, I'm very well known in the space. I'm beating out all these other agencies. I actually have a shot of being the best in the world. Right. The, the, not like having a brand, whatever makes some money. No, I, I can be the best Amazon advertising agency in the world. Uh, so I'm like, let's do it. So 
after that test, four months with them, I decided, okay, I think it's time to start the, the, the agency. I started the agency and very, very, very quickly. I mean, the second that I started telling people I have an agency, people were just coming left and right because all of these people really wanted to work with me for a very long time. And I said, no, I don't have an agency. You know, I, I have very limited time to consult. Um, there's nothing I can do. I could just give you some advice. And they're like, oh man, I wish you could just run this for me. And now I could. And, uh, you know, we took one client and we did well. And, and we took another client, did well, that took a third client. And it was like, eh, okay. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I got to start freaking out because I'm like my reputation. And so I started getting tired, tighter systems and, and improving our, our procedures. And then, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, whatever. Fast forward now, we have about 145 brands that we manage since uh, like May of 2021 till now. So mm-hmm. two years and um, 70 something people on the team. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just been, been a very, very crazy ride. But the growth of the agency was, was big because I already had a personal brand uh, before it. And, and I had already given so much value to everyone, you know, by, by educating them on ads. When the time came and I just said, hey, you know, I do this uh, for other people, it, you know, it wasn't hard to get clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And before this call or before this recording, you also told me that uh, at this moment you focus on the agency and the e-commerce brand is pretty, you know, hands off. You don't have to do much there. So it's passive. Yeah, yeah. it's a client yeah. of the agency, and I, mm-hmm. I honestly I don't spend more than like thirty minutes a week on it. Yeah, yeah. generates generates a lot of profit, and um, mm-hmm. you know, if you told me like this was possible years ago, I would have never believed it, but. Um, you know, it's, it, it, my agency could like vanish tomorrow. And then I would, I, w- I would basically have one employee and, and this brand and, and uh, I could just retire and, you know, wow. never have to work. Yeah. That's amazing. So, um, also it seems like a very fast growth in terms of people. So now you have, you said 70 people just in three years, you hired all of those by yourself. How, how did you hire them? How did you build the team? Yeah, so so it's it's been two years only, and and um, when when in May 2021 we had three employees, uh, now it's seventy something. I think like seventy three, wow. whatever. I mean, people keep joining, onboarding. We have like you know projections and KPIs for hiring, but um, initially it was it was um, like going to jobrack.eu, going to uh, Robota, going to onlinejobs.ph, and posting, and uh, you know give you know having a job description then having a test, um, that was not effective, right? Because at some point, I just didn't get any good candidates. So then I'm like, okay, I started begging my team. I'm like, if you know anyone, whatever. So my team was able to bring like maybe two two or three people more. And and I'm like, we need need more people. What should I do? Um, And and I had used the headhunter, Multiply Me, to get me an operations manager. And then she started scouring the internet um, and found a recruiter. And she's like, listen, I found a recruiter. Let's test her and let's see how she does. And uh, so we, we hired her. She basically, we gave her the job description. We gave her the test and uh, she hired like, you know, one or two people for us very quickly. And I'm like, let's bring her on full time. So we brought her on full time. And then she is just, we, I did, I did recruiting the exact same way like we did like sales for clients, right? I told her, okay, where's everywhere that we can post? Post, 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 post. We had a system for posting job jobs every single day on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on uh, in different groups here, here, here. 
We spread our name everywhere. Uh, we had like a very enticing offer. Uh, and then I made sure that everyone who applied, there was a very like rigorous test. Step number one, you fill out this test. Step number two, you do a live interview. Step number three, then you meet with me, blah, blah, blah. And then we started kind of growing, growing slowly. Uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, I'm like, okay, we need more. We need more. And um, she was growing us by like one, one person a month. And then I'm like, we need, we need to grow away faster. And so then we hired a second recruiter, made her mm -hmm. on top, like made the first recruiter on top of the second recruiter. And now we have like a full like scale system. We have two recruiters in house. We have a pipeline where we track every single candidate. Everything goes through a job form. We post everywhere. We're starting to run Facebook ads on job posts. We started running LinkedIn ads. Uh, we got LinkedIn sales uh, or LinkedIn recruiting, whatever, one of them, whatever, whichever yeah. one. And then, and then um, we started headhunting. So we were doing outbound. We were doing posting organically. We were doing paid ads. Everything pushes to a form. That form mm -hmm. quickly can help you qualify slash disqualify. If you qualify, you move on to a test. You take that test. If then you pass that test, then you, you do a preliminary interview with the HR team. Um, if you pass the first 15 minutes of the HR interview, you then move right then and there to an English test because we're hiring, you know, international. Their English needs to be good. If they pass the English test, they then move to a live test. That This is a live like Excel test to make sure that you didn't like cheat on the test or the other test or whatever. And that you actually can think critically, blah, blah, blah. And then you move to a final interview with the head of the division. And, you know, now it's essentially like a, a funnel. The same way we have a sales funnel, we have a recruiting funnel. Hey Budai Nation, welcome to the Ecom Show. I ask you to subscribe to this podcast and if you like it, make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic, so it would mean the world to me if you could support us. I hope we can serve our audience in the best way. And now let's jump into the episode. Amazing. It's so great to hear that you have very similar systems that we have in hiring we have the same setup. It. We have a CEO. We have a, actually she does the recruiting as well. At this moment, we are 26 people, so we are not as big the team size. Um, so very. Do you similar. have a, a pipeline? Do you use like a pipeline? You have a pipeline like in Monday or something like a Kanban. Um, we have a pipeline, but it's not like a CRM. Uh, we use CRM for uh, for sales, but not for hiring. We have a database you, of projects. yeah. What do you use for project management software or task management? We just shifted from Trello to ClickUp uh, last year. Okay, so yeah. ClickUp can do it. Basically, what okay. you can do is you can get, you can get a job form, uh, or mm -hmm. you know, I, I like job form. I think it's very nice. Yeah. And then every, anyone who ever needs to apply for any position in the company goes through job form. Job form integrates with ClickUp. It can move uh, immediately to like, let's say you have a board for recruiting and you can have yeah. a, 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 like a sub board for each position. And then mm -hmm. whenever they fill out the job form, it goes to the board and you can have the different statuses as the different stages. So it could be, uh, you know, applied, shortlisted, uh, you know, yeah. past the HR interview da -da 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 -da, throughout the different stages all the way until past probation. And, um, you know, as, as you, you know, your recruiter, whoever um, like goes through the process, she can just, you know, change everything. And the beautiful thing is everything can move from the job form, their name, their email, their, their salary, da, 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 like their CV and can get all posted to their card in, in ClickUp. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, it'll make your life a lot easier when it comes to like, um, you know, recruiting. Yeah. 
makes sense yeah uh, that's a good uh thing to yeah to test for sure um i wanted to ask you about headhunting because that's something we don't do yet but my impression is that to get really high quality applicants you need to actively reach out because uh, somebody says this and it's it stuck with me the best uh, employees they already have a job so they yeah. are not just you know unemployed and just waiting for your job post agree i, to I totally agree with you so there's two types of candidates the, uh, uh, there's so we have two types of candidates we have candidates that we're building for ads management uh, and then we have candidates that are um you know seasoned right like i need like for example a head of marketing for example right yeah. so we have a head of marketing and we have a, 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 a like a you know ppc uh, strategist so for the PPC strategists, because I know that I can build them up from zero, like I can mold them into what they need to be, I'm just looking for raw talent, for potential. I can get them very cheap. Um, and those are people usually that are, that are, you know, in between jobs, whatever. So it's okay to, you know, for that. Now, when it comes to like a head of finance, uh, oh, sorry, a head of marketing, those people, you're right. Anyone who's good is not looking for a job. So this is what I do. What I do is I identify all of the different um, similar businesses to mine, whether they're competitors, whether they're, they're complementary businesses, and, and, and I, I list them down. And then I tell my recruiting uh, team to go and find that position in all of those companies. So usually, you know, a hundred companies is enough. And, and it's, I'm sure, I mean, you know, your agency, you can find a hundred competing and complementary yeah. agencies. Uh, you know, for example, I would be a complementary agency. Any service-based agency in the e-commerce space would be complementary to you, whether yeah. they do SEO, Google, whatever. And then from there, find that role and, and you know, connect with them, uh, DM them and say, hey, I'm looking for this role. Do you know anyone who would be interested? And then that is your gateway into them saying, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I don't know anyone or them saying, yeah, I know someone or them saying I'm personally interested. Um, and that's that's what I would do. It's it's a, exactly same as cold outreach uh, for like sales for for, uh, you know, clients. It's just identifying your ideal client and then outreaching on on uh, LinkedIn or email. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And uh in the future, we want to put more effort, more resources into this. Um, yeah. That, and then the, that, the thing that I didn't mention is also uh, headhunters. So um, yeah. there are companies that, you know, I, I haven't had any uh, great experiences yet. It doesn't mean that, I mean, I know friends who have amazing experiences with headhunters, but you can always pay a headhunter um, and that, you know, they'll charge you anywhere between 15 to 25% of the annual salary uh, of that employee once placed and they, they go and do all of the work and they find a uh, top talent. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing that I would say about headhunting is because it's like an expensive thing, you really need to have a very clear idea of who you want to hire. So mm -hmm. what, what, what I do is I have this, uh, sheet, it's called a grading sheet. And it, it uh, says like, what does my dream head of marketing, for example, look like, like they do this, they act like this, they talk like this, their mindset is like this, da, 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 da. this is all their experiences. And then I translate that into a question. And so, okay, they, uh, you know, one of the things is like they know how to connect the dots between social media and content production, for example. Um, so then I'll ask them a question and be like, um, you know, give me an example of a time where you used social media to drive, you know, content strategy. And then they would answer that question. And, and based on how good they answer, it would give me an idea of if they're that dream person and I would give them a grade. And so, 
it's just something to keep in mind because um, when I first started hiring, I didn't know exactly what I was looking for. So I'm like, yeah, man, I, I you know, I need someone who's great at this thing. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, it's just like, almost like saying, yeah, I want a girlfriend and I'm like, okay, what does your girlfriend look like? You know, what's an ideal girl. I'm like, I don't know, man, you know, she's good looking, uh, she's fun. I'm like, it's impossible yeah. like to find someone yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. Actually, many times I realized when I had to fire someone that the reason why I hired this person because I didn't even know who I look for. And if you don't know what you want and what you look for, it's almost impossible to find the right person. And uh, same with girlfriends. So exactly. Yeah. 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 You first, you have to have the clarity and what we do internally, we always write down a scorecard like, okay, this is the ideal person, the mindset, the skills, soft skills, uh, all of that and once we have it and uh, if there are multiple people in the process hiring process then we need to discuss it okay this is the new designer the new manager how they should look like and okay now go for it because we know who we want so yeah and, and I would also add like one thing that I that I was shocked that I had to do actually so I have a mentor and um, you know I interviewed someone and, uh, and I'm like, oh man, like, I really like this guy. Like he fits everything. Like he's exactly what I'm looking for. Then I talked to my mentor and he's like, who else interviewed him? And I said, no one, just me. He's like, um, you should probably have this person and this person and this person. And he made me in, have five other people interview him. And, uh, I was, I was shocked, like, because I'm like, wow, like, uh, you know, six or seven interviews to hire one person. And he's like, yeah. For high-level roles, six interviews is normal. It's very, very normal. And and yeah. so there's another thing. Don't be afraid to have like you know all of your leadership team, anyone who's going to work with that person, interview because it's also a big a big big thing is culture fit. You know, and and, yeah. and like uh, them getting along with everyone. Yeah, actually, I just talked to I just met our CEO uh, last weekend, and she told me that when we hired her she was pissed off by the length of the tests. It took her five hours to fill out the test. And the test happens before any kind of, you know, interview. So after she had the interviews and she almost stopped doing it, but she did. And now she's the second person in the team. So I love it. Um, I have an interesting question. So you started the agency and uh, now your e-com is passive, but Back then, was it a tough decision for you that, okay, this supplement brand, I don't want to scale it to the moon and, and you know, just focus on that because I can constantly hear this from different people that focus is the most important. But on the other hand, I can see people having multiple businesses and they are doing very well. So what's your opinion on this thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I'm so glad you asked me this because th this is something that I really like, you know, learned a lot about. So first of all, um, you know, when I started MMA nutrition, I wasn't making that much money from it. Um, mm -hmm. Even when it was doing 94,000 a month in, in, um, pro in revenue, I was maybe taking home $6,500 a month in profits. And so I kind of always wanted more money. That, that, so that was one thing. When I first started business, someone told me, never be married to a business. You can never be emotional. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I, like throughout my growth in the, as a personal brand, and everyone keeps saying, Mina, like, you know, take me on as a client, this and that. And I always said no, because I said, I need to stay focused. 
uh, because I want my MMA nutrition business to be a hundred million dollar brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was, that was my goal. Uh, but then throughout that, like I, I started partnering with people on other different businesses and I had like a, that women's health business. And I had like another, you know, business, like I had a few businesses, all of that hurt me that, that, you know, fragmentation in, in, uh, having multiple businesses completely hurt me. Now I'll comment on this people who are successful with multiple businesses in a second, but, uh, you know, when I was doing it, it, it was uh, definitely hurt me. It definitely hurt me because my attention was instead of let's I, w- I would work like say sixty hours a week, right? Instead of being sixty hours on MMA nutrition, it was like maybe you know twenty five hours on MMA nutrition, fifteen hours on this brand, ten hours on that brand, and and or ten hours in like consulting or whatever. And so it became very fragmented, and 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 I never got as deep and and that I I could. Mm-hmm. Then uh, when when Trivium Group came. Uh, it's funny because I had dinner with with uh, one guy who like they own uh, Gitita, which is like one of the largest refunds company uh, for Amazon and stuff in in the world. And um, he was like, "Yeah, we used to do twenty million dollars in revenue uh, in my Amazon company, and then but I but then I I started Gitita, and I said, why? If you're doing twenty million, like why don't you want to scale it to to more or whatever? And he's like, I got to this fork in the road." And it was like, okay, you can either do this, you know, because he, he also started Gatita kind of to help his brand, but then he saw like the potential and he's like, I can either do this, this brand, like the $20 million a year, or I can do Gatita, which I think has like much, much more potential. And I need it to be all in. You can, you, you really, you're never going to be, you know, have multiple businesses and be the greatest. You're not, I'm just telling you because yeah. You, if you if you have an Amazon advertising agency and you have other businesses, I'm going to win 100% because whatever you're doing, I'm doing 10 times more. I'm completely obsessed. You know, I wake up in the morning, 5 a.m. I'm checking my phone, uh, you know, responding to messages. I'm constantly brainstorming. I'm fully obsessed. So every hour that you spend on a different business, I'm winning. I'm beating you. You know what I mean? So um, that's when he said, like, you'll never be great, like trying to do multiple things. And the potential with Gitita was so much more. And that kind of was sitting in the back of my mind. And I still, I kept saying, no, no, no. And then, then you know, I, another friend also said, he's like, man, if I have your, your you know, the opportunity, I would definitely do an agency, like the agency cash flow is insane, da, da, da. And all this time, man, like MMA nutrition was stuck in the, in the you know, 80, 70, 80 to $100,000 range, right, a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, like I had to face myself and, and be like, do you really think you can get this to a hundred million dollar brand? Like based on the brand. And, and I, and we promised me, like when I would talk to myself, we promised we were not going to be emotional about a business. We promised we'll never get married to a business. And so I'm like, I saw the difference and, and I looked at Trivium and I'm like, I can be the best in the world. I have a massive personal brand. I have a huge advantage in this space. Um, I, like I'm built for this and I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. So um, I decided I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to take the second fork in the road. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm gonna And, and also just, just so it's, it's clear, I was making 6,600 a month in profit uh, from MMA nutrition, plus let's say another, you know, a couple thousand from my PPC course sales and another couple thousand from consulting with one client, uh, you know, in, in Trivium, I was making 6,000 a month in profit and I was working like three hours a week. You know, because it was one client, you know, there's only so much you can do. Um, and, and I had a team on it. Then I took another client and then 
very quickly, like maybe with five clients, I was making $15,000 uh, or let's say or a little bit more in profit, more profit than I've ever seen, working less time than I've ever seen, than I've ever done. Um, and, and I'm like, there's a clear sign here in, on which one is going to be better. I can keep clinging on to the fact that I really want to be a hundred million dollars, you know, supplement brand, or I can face the, the reality that God is giving me this gift of like everyone in the Amazon space knows you. Uh, people want to work with you. Like you don't even have to go after people. People want to come work with, you know, with you and, and have yeah. you manage their stuff. Like which decision I'm going to take. And, and I decided to, and, and I also remember that this fragmentation, having MMA nutrition, Lapura, the, the PPC, the consulting, all of that stuff was, was my detriment this is the reason that I never became great. So I'm like, this time I'm not going to make the same mistake. I put everything on the back burner, sold Lapura, uh, MMA nutrition became a client uh, and um, I, I, I just said, whatever, just passive, turn off the ads. I turned off the ads. I just let it run organically and just restock the inventory. Um, course ignored it consulting i don't do consulting anymore you know very very few consult uh, you mm -hmm. know people that i consult and i put all of my time and energy and effort into building trivium and it, it just things exploded i mean our, our size is way way bigger than any of my other businesses all of my other business combined ever could have been and and um you know that's the power of focus and it's also um you know the power of like not being married to a business like saying okay listen like i have another opportunity um I think I can, I mean, I really believe I will be the best in the world, uh, you know, at Amazon advertising uh, by a long shot, by everyone, beat everyone. And and by the way, this is not like a competition with other people. It's just like, you know, I'm, I'm going to provide the most amount of value ever that I could, that I could do uh, to the industry and help as many people as possible. I, you know, take it as a, as a competition kind of just to measure myself against how well I'm doing, but I'm not against it. I mean, I work with other PPC agencies. I, we send each other business, all this stuff. It's, it's a, uh, all friendly, but it's just, um, this is one thing that I know I can be incredible at. And there's another thing that maybe I can be amazing at. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a chemical engineer, chemist, whatever. Um, I love supplements, but it's very different, you know, to, to kind of be okay at something and, and really love it ver because, you know, I have a passion for supplements versus actually, you know, having the ability to be incredible and great at something. And so that, that was my thought process. And it was a huge kind of like, uh, you, you know, you're kind of letting a piece of, of yourself go. It's almost like a breaking up with someone, no matter how much. And you're like, oh, it, it, it's, it feels bad, whatever. But you know that it's, you know, for your best interest. And so that's kind of what it felt like. Yeah, because uh, you put in so much effort into that first business and you wanted to make it a hundred million dollar business for so many years. Right. Yeah. Um, and then. And then, you know, you, you worked a few years on it, but I can imagine guys who work decades on a business and, and they are stagnating. They are not growing. That's an even hard that you are literally married to the business there. So, yeah. so yeah, but, uh, yeah, I think what we can learn from it, as you said, uh, we shouldn't be married to the business and, uh, we should ask these questions from ourselves. Like this business will take me close, closer to my goal. Or maybe, you know, the word, the, the reality is different. It shows me that I should do something else. I'm just not open to this idea. So, yeah. yeah and a lot of it is ego sometimes, man. Like as much as we hate to say, like I know I talk to some people and they have two businesses and I'm like, 
why do you have two businesses? You, uh, both of them are, you know, aren't that great. So yeah. why do you have two? Why not one? Oh, because I need two. Or you know, ask someone else, and they're like, you know, you know, why don't you do a supplement brand? I mean, you have such a good age. I'm like, you know, all of these things. What do I actually want? I want a shitload of money. I want freedom. I want you know to be the best at something because it gives you the most amount of security ever, right? Mm -hmm. If you're the best in the world at something, you're secure for the rest of your life. You can do whatever you want. Everyone wants to work with you. You know, even if you lose your business, someone will hire you tomorrow, you know, because you're so good. So those, I want freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of location. That's what I care about. I don't care. I mean, if I, if I can do it, if I do it in a construction uh, business, or I do it in a hospital business, or I do it in, in a, a, you know, a PPC agency, doesn't really matter uh, to me. And, and, and so a lot of times I think sometimes it's just our ego and, and you, maybe, maybe I'm embarrassed to tell someone, Hey, like I am abandoning something, or maybe I'm just not disciplined enough to tell myself, listen, you gotta let one of these things go, uh, you know? And, and um, so, and then the people that have successful multiple businesses, I've talked to a lot of people who, who truly do have successful uh, because there's so many times like people, will, you know, uh, be like, oh, I have this business, that business, six different businesses, right? There's so many people that are like yeah, that. Firestone is a good example. He was also in the podcast. Yeah, people. now, now uh, the, there's some people that say it. And I, I mean, I know so this guy, he, he comes to me. I'm like, I have a watch business. I have an insurance business. I have this. Yeah. And then I, you look under the hood and it's like this guy, you know, it's just talk, right? But there's some people that actually have multiple very successful businesses. And those ones that I've talked to usually have one massive business and that's yeah. where it started. And then they've got so much cash flow and so much money and they have, you know, millions in the bank and, and they're saying, okay, well, we need to deploy this capital somehow because sitting in the bank is not going to do anything. And so mm -hmm. they, they now, instead of trading time for money, they're, they're using their money and they're like, okay, I can invest in another business. I can buy another business. I can leverage my team. Uh, and, and, you know, do something else. And it's very easy and it takes very little time from them. They're still focused on their main business and you, or maybe they find a partner and the partner is like, I'll do the work, you know, you put the capital uh, and then, you know, we go from there. So that's the, the, what I've seen other successful people do that have multiple businesses. And it's usually, you know, either their team can run that business and it's uh, easy to integrate or, they, you know, they, they partner with someone else that will run the business and they're just using their cash and their yeah. resources and their connections. But to see someone that has multiple active businesses, only person is like Elon Musk, you know, Tesla, <laughs> SpaceX, Twitter. Yeah. That's that he's a freak of nature, you know, but unless you're Elon Musk, if the very chances are stacked against you. And it's just I've been there and I'm I'm incredibly hard worker. I'm very intelligent. I graduated top of my class. Um, you know, it's just if you spend you know a certain number of hours or a certain amount of mental bandwidth working on one business versus two uh, you know it's just clear it's like uh, no matter there's no argument like if you took all of that time and just put it into one thing that thing will grow more yeah yeah exactly yeah um these are the closing thoughts for today and uh thanks mina for sharing your story and i think we probably we were less technical today than in most of our episodes we didn't talk much about ads and and all of that but uh i think it was a great discussion on how to think strategy how to decide if you should shut down your business or start something new or when to start multiple things if you should at all so these are very crucial topics 
and uh, thanks to the listeners as well who watch the live stream or will listen to the podcast later and uh, in the description we will put the links of Mina's businesses you can find those you can buy the product or work with his agency and one last thing I also put a 50 point checklist into the description basically this is what we use with our email marketing clients you can go there download it use it for your own store and thanks a lot everyone again have a great day